are listening to The Weekly Wrap-Up with your hosts, Marcella Bood and Will Thompson. Hey guys, and welcome to the Clean Sheets Weekly Wrap-Up, where we look at all the news, reviews and analysis from football in New South Wales, from the NPL1 all the way down to the State Leagues. I'm your host, Marcella Bood, and alongside me is Will Thompson. Say hi, Will. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, good. Now I'm hoping, Will, you had a, a good long weekend. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty all right. Yourself? Yeah, it looked pretty good. Um, chilled out, uh, watched a bit of football, some of the Women's World Cup, some of the qualifiers yep. uh, happening in Europe, in Europe. So it's been pretty pretty solid weekend, I can say. Yeah, it's been a pretty good weekend for football. I managed to get it down to the Wolves versus United game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but first, let's get to a bit of transfer news. We have Moro to Parramatta. We have Muzo to Minotaurs, which I think is like his 57th club now. Uh, Vranich has been picked up by Hakoa. And Sharks have got a double signing with Wanderers youngster Aquilina and Skotatis as well. Oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good movement by the Sharks, this transfer window. Um, they're, pro- they're languishing like in the bottom end of the MPL one How do you think they'll go uh, with all these new signings in the window? Uh, I've been talking to a few of the guys, and they're pretty confident that they can reach the top five. If you have a look in front of them, they're currently in ninth. They've got Olympic, Maconi, and Manly all in front of them, and they're only off pace by uh, nine points. So definitely doable if they can pick up a few more wins over the season. So you think they can make the final series? Like, do you think they can make the final series? I think they might go close. I don't think they'll make it just because I think the top five at the moment is pretty pretty well set. Um, but they'll, they'll give it a good run. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Um, look, I think they've probably been, one, if not the busiest, in the transfer window for the MPL ones. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the, these signs will give them the added boost that they need because beginning of the season, I know a lot of people had some good expectations for them, but they've just sort of bombed out. Like, you just don't know what to expect with them. Yeah, especially the new, uh, with new coach, Palpanis. Um, I think everyone thought that they would do a lot better than they have been. Uh, obviously, as you said, being very busy, as we announced last week, they picked up um, by Antonio, uh, who's come back in the country. So some big movements from the club in the Shire, and look, it would be good to see them back in the finals again. Um, it's been quite a while. They usually languish around the bottom of the table, but not so much anymore. Oh, look, sounds pretty good. Now, speaking of the Shire, you went down to see uh, Wollongong Wolves take on Sydney United. Uh that result ended a 2-1 victory to the Denza Parks uh, side um, with a 90th minute winner by Matt Sim and a red card to Patrick and tell me in extra time. Now, uh, Sydney United are doing pretty well for themselves. They're currently tied with Apia, Blacktown and themselves on 24 points and Wollongong Wolves, despite the loss, are top of the table with 30 points. Now, uh, you, as you went down there, just give us give us a bit of a, a bit of a review on how the game went down. Uh, look, it was a pretty good game. Wolves uh, probably dominated for most of the match. Very good crowd as well, might I add. Most of the lower deck on the western side was sold out. Um, there was a pretty good contingent of away fans as well, all in the mix. Uh, they really came alive after Matt Sims' goal laid on there. Pretty quiet for most of it. Um, Look, it was what you'd expect, especially after, I guess, the um, incident in the reverse fixture earlier on in the season. Uh, fun fact, all three of the former Wolves players that are playing for Sydney United got a yellow card or worse. 
um, with Antelmi getting that red card, or I guess the second yellow, late on in the match. Um, apart from that, yeah, Wolves just could not convert their chances. And I might add as well, Thomas James has to be the most valued player in the league. It seems that, and this is coming from previous weeks as well, clubs have really called on the fact that he is you know, the league's best player, I might say. And they just go in every tackle, just going to take him out, looking to put him onto the sidelines. But you know what? He gets up each and every time and, you know, he keeps playing on and showing what a quality class player he is and showing that he is the buy of the season from the NPL. I think Thomas James, honestly, should be in an A-League squad next season. I think he's I think he's shown more than enough of his talents. And if you're a Central Coast or if you're even one of the new expansion sides, you know, Western United and the soon-to-be MacArthur FC, this is the type of player that you need. Yes, he is a visa player, and I think that kind of plays against him. But you got quality. He'd come relatively on the cheap, and he would add so much value to your squad. Uh, would, Would you agree? 100%. 100%. I mean, he scored, what, 15 league goals in 14 games. He scored a number of braces. I think he had a hat trick in there as well. And if the talk is correct with the A-League going independent, apparently they're looking at increasing the visa player allocation to seven. So wow. that would, um, yeah, so that would definitely be a big boost to those visa players currently playing in the NPL that can't quite crack it at the A-League just because of the roster limitations. So I think if that was to happen, he'd definitely be picked up. As it is, uh, Central Coast, Western, maybe Newcastle would be his best bet. Fair enough. Well, speaking of the A-League, Marconi Stallions uh, defeated Sydney FC Youth 5-2 on the weekend. And that's actually pretty good for Marconi because beginning of the season, they started really well, and now they just had a massive run of poor form, and now they're starting to gain just a little bit of steam, and who knows, maybe this victory will kind of push them along the way. Now, Sydney FC on the table don't look too good, even though there is a bit of a difference between them and Hakoa, Hakoa on 7 and Sydney FC on 14. Um, how do you think the youth A-League side are going to go for the remainder of this season? Uh, terrible. By all accounts, apparently, they're starting to jettison quite a few players, Um and I don't think they're going to pick up anyone really, just because their uh, their rules they have to abide by with their under twenties. Um, it it's always going to be really hard ask for these academy sides to, I guess, do well. Obviously, we can see, and I'm I'm sure we'll get to it soon. But Wanderers in the NPL two are absolutely killing it. But when they come up against these better quality players in the NPL one, um, I think they'll struggle if they do come up. Senior FC, only four wins this season, eight losses. Uh, Minus nine goal differential. I mean, I don't know where they go from here. They could maybe drop some more players back down, but I think, yeah, I, I don't see them doing too well now, if ever. And interesting to note, just quickly, that's actually Marconi's second 5-2 victory in two weeks. And I mean, they had a pretty good uh, comprehensive victory earlier in the season as well against Sydney United when the fracas happened, if you remember. Uh, between two sets of fans, but we'll leave that aside for now. Um, Speaking of good signings, um, Mountain Druid Town Rangers recently signed Marian Palovic. Now, yes. uh, How do you rate him as a signing? Uh, As a player or a person? (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep it to the player. As a player, yeah, he's he's very good. I think he's proven time and time again that he does have the uh, capabilities of performing very well for his side. 
um, as long as he keeps his temper in check. But no, very quality player. Very good pickup for Mount Druitt. Will it help them reach the finals? I don't know. It's a big ask for them. They're they're sitting in 10th. And if you're in the final spot, you're in 23 points. That's Rockdale. They occupy 5th. So it is going to be a tough ask for the Rangers. I think for them, survival is key as opposed to the final series. Oh, 100%. That's with the, the bottom sort of two, three clubs. It's all about survival now. Uh, it's just making sure that you're there for next season. That's the most important thing. Now, moving on to the MPL 2, some pretty high score lines over the weekend. We've got uh, Bondering White Eagles defeating Hills United 3-0. Uh, Blacktown Spartans smashing MacArthur Rams 6-0. And Spirit FC uh, demolishing Canary Bankstown FC 5-0. And you've also got the Wanderers, West Sydney Wanderers drawing one all with Central Coast Mariners and the North Shore Mariners losing 4-2 to Mounties Wanderers, which actually saw the debut of one Mark Bridge. Now, Will, do you got anything to say about any of the results? Uh, yeah, just quickly on the Blacktown Spartans game and MacArthur Rams. If all rumors are true and that MacArthur FC will be taking over Rams as their developmental academy side, um, pretty worrying signs at the moment. Obviously, as the money comes through, uh, you know they they can obviously inject a lot of talent in there and sign players just because they're going to be an A League side. But as it is, they're not really the team that you'll want to be taking over. Um, so yeah, look, they're but sitting pretty they're, look, they're sitting pretty mid table on sixteen points, but the bottom end or Canterbury Bank sound just absolutely just sitting there on five points, you know, how many losses, how many losses they got this season? They got like what? 13, 12, 13, 12 losses. Sorry, 12 losses. And a goal difference of minus 30. That's like not a place you want to be in, but still, if I, I don't know, do you, do you agree with um, A-League sites kind of absorbing these MPL sides and using them as their kind of feeder club? Or nah. should the, or should the A-League sites have their own like academy or youth team in the MPL, like Sydney FC, Western Sydney and Central Coast? Yeah, look, if it was up to me, I'd say they should be uh, entering their own side. MacArthur Rams, that was a team with a lot of history. And to see them to be absorbed into an A-League franchise would be pretty saddening. Um, just touching on Canterbury-Bankstown, man, what what an absolute fall from grace. It's a, uh, bit, of a tra- bit of a train wreck, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those things that you can't look away from. You know, they've only scored 13 like goals this season. crash. Exactly right. They've only scored 13. So they've, they scored one more goal than MacArthur. But they conceded 43. That's 43 in 15 games. That's They're almost have an average of three per game. Look, look, I've been following the, the results for the beginning of the season and every scoreline isn't pretty. Like, it, there's got to be at least, on, like you said, on average, three goals. And they've only won once this season. So, like, where's it all gone wrong for them? Look, I think it's a recruitment, and obviously with uh, with Cullen signing back with them, he, I, I don't think he's the answer. He signed with them; they haven't improved any, so it's really going to come down to their signings, and they're just not firing for them. So I, I don't know where they go. I, I think they're destined for NPL three. Quite frankly, I don't see how they're going to get out of it. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, the only other thing, sorry. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a shame because a couple of years ago, they won the FFA Cup. They were versus, they were versus the Metro Stars from Adelaide, and they did quite well. But, you know, to see him here languishing, really struggling, you know, you know, there's only so much that can be done before either head's got a roll or, I don't know, there's got to be, got to be a good vivisection to this club. Yeah, look, 
I'll say this: I think they'll have the best canteen in NPL three this season, huh. <laughs> and 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 we might leave it at that with the NPL two. As you said, the only other thing was uh, Mark Bridge on debut for Mounties Wanderers. Look, that's actually pretty good. I'm I'm actually a big fan of the A League players coming down to finishing in the in, in the NPL. Um, I actually like that idea. It just gives back to the community, and it shows that the NPL is isn't just like a you know, it's a good place for football to keep developing and it mentors the younger kids. So hopefully this kind of inspires other M, uh, retiring A-League players to come down. Like we've seen Brenton Santalab, Adrian Leia in Victoria signing and I think it's Carl Valeri as well signing for um, Danadong. Yeah, Danadong. Yeah, yeah. Danadong. So yeah, and then they've done quite well. So hopefully that this can see a bit of an influx happening. I think so, and I, I know a lot of players get flack, or I guess the competition gets a bit of flack for signing these players and allowing, I guess, the older retire. They call it a retirement league, but I think, as you said, it's really important to now Bridge can go in there and mentor the youth and help develop them and maybe get those players to the next level to where they want to be. So I think it is a really good idea. Obviously, we don't want to see teams filled with XA league players or you know just these old players returning just for a paycheck. But no, I, you I think want to see them actually good. contribute properly. Yeah, exactly right, and not just on the score sheet as well. So, you know, Bridge, after the season, he might go into a bit of an assistant coach role next season as well. Well, that, that would be actually really good to see him mentoring the next generation of players. And with that, we'll move on to the MPL 3. Bit of a uh, goal fest in majority of these games. You've got Dunbar Rovers defeating Parramatta FC 3-0. Western New South Wales Mariners being absolutely battered by Southern <laughs> District Raiders 7-2. Um, who else have you got? You've got Bankstown City smashing Dulwich Hill 6-4. Um, Gladesville Ride Magic uh, winning 5-2 against Sydney University. Bankstown United uh, one nil winners over Camden Tigers. Hawkesbury City and Granville Rage a nil all draw. And Stanmore Hawks with a 2 nil win over Interlions. Now, some really interesting score lines there. Yeah, look, I think with Western New South Wales Mariners, obviously with the biggest loss there, uh, you're always kind of expecting that Mariners or the Western New South Wales Mariners, not the, uh, not the North Shore or the Academy side, they never really do well uh, languishing last place with two wins this season. So, look, not as bad as uh, Canterbury Bankstown, but it's really interesting because usually they do quite well when clubs have to travel to play them. But this season, it just hasn't happened for them. They've conceded 54 goals. Uh, absolute terrible, terrible rate there. Uh, languishing That's in last. That's amazing. 54 goals conceded. Yeah, and in only 14 games as well. So not doing too good for the morale there. And uh, the the ironic thing is, is, so you've got Western New South Wales in last spot. Then you've got Parramatta FC in 13th and Granville Rage in 12th. But the difference between... Western New South Wales and Granville was only four points on the ladder. So you've got Western New South Wales on six and you've got Granville Rage on 10 and Parramatta on nine. So even though, you know, Western New South Wales, like, you know, literally get battered every game, you know, the race for the, let's say the, the race to end up on the bottom of the table, I guess, it's still pretty tight. So who knows what can happen? Yeah, it's a really interesting league. You've got sort of these three, four teams at the top that are really vying for first. Then you've got a mid-pack that's you know going for that fourth, fifth spot um, for the finals. And then you've got your sort of bottom teams. And it's I think it's just really interesting to see how that's, how that's sort of happening. So obviously you've got Bankstown City up the top, Stenwell Hawks 
uh, they've they've been doing really well for themselves. Yeah, they're, they're really really pulling out the punches because Gladesville at the beginning of the season for at least the first uh, say six or seven matches, uh, top of the league. You know, big uh, points differential between them and second. Now you got Bankstown on top. Banks, sorry, Bankstown City on top, and Gladesville in third. So maybe this could be the season for the Lions. Yeah, exactly right. I think you know if there's ever a season for them to get back up into the MPL two, it's now. Um, speaking of Bankstown, just a, a honourable mention to Bankstown United, the new boys of the MPL three. Uh, twenty four points, certainly nine points from from the from the lead there, and sitting in a final spot as well. So doing pretty well for themselves, uh, yeah. showing that they definitely can match it. Yeah, usually uh, newly promoted sides kind of struggle, especially when they try and find their feet, they, or if they usually kind of languish at the bottom. But you got Bankstown United sitting pretty well, and I think out of all the promoted sides from across the leagues, I think uh, Bankstown United are actually the highest. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're holding their weight. Uh, correct, yes. Uh, doing quite well. And on a final note, before we move on to the State League, Bankstown City's 6-4 win over Dalwood Chill, um, it was actually 4-3 to Dully with, I think, about three minutes to go from full-time. So for uh, for Bankstown City to pull that one out of the hat is just absolutely crazy. Uh, if, if you could look up capitulation in the dictionary, I think you'd find this game. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's because of uh, of Dali playing midweek for the uh, cup matching, going all out for that, which unfortunately did fall to St. George. Um, but yeah, very disappointed to not be able to hold on, at least even for a point, minutes, like literally minutes, minutes full, from full time. time. Yeah, like it, look, we understand, uh, like, It'd be, it's great for an MPL three team to be in the you know vying for the final thirty two in the FFA Cup, but to lose a lead like that so close to full time, you know, some would have hated I'm, I'm, to be in the dressing room. Yeah, I would hate it to be the dressing room. I don't know, like how do you how do you pick up morale from that from that point? Well, you're just going to chalk it off as uh, as another game and move on to the next. Awesome. Speaking of moving on, we're going to move on to the state league in round twelve. Uh, you know, pretty pretty uh, quiet as it stands. You've got you know some just selected results: Central Coast United two 0 winners against Nepean, uh, Western Condors and South Coast Flame drew two all, uh, Balmain Tigers defeating Prospect United two uh, 0 Hurstville FC and Ghazi Auburn with a nil all draw, and with the University of New South Wales having the bye this round. Man, I cannot wait for buys to to be eliminated. Seriously. Yeah, one thing that I hate is having buys in 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 a, in a league. Unfortunately, you know we had that situation with uh, with Wagga being accepted into the ACT newly created second division. So great great result for them, cuts down on travel time hugely, and also for the rest of the league. But yeah, unfortunately, creating that buy scenario. Um, really, the only thing I guess worth mentioning um, as a priority is Central Coast United uh, is the two nil winning. Well, 2-0 victors over Nepean. Totally lost my words there. But uh, earlier in the season, Nepean did beat them. And Central Coast had just gone on a run of form and really getting back to how they were last year. Well, it is pretty tight because Fraser Park are actually in second place on 22 points. But they actually have a game in hand. And Central Coast are first played 11 games but on 24 points. So the top of the table is actually quite tight in the State League. And for those who don't know, the State League is actually going to be revamped into the MPL 4 in 2020. So even though teams may win the league, they're not actually guaranteed survival. 
Yeah, I think that's really interesting as well. Um, you can see a scenario where a team wins the premiership and the championship, but then based on the club championship, um, there's every chance they might not be there next year. Well, there are other like um, contingencies and factors in place, like you know, stadia and ownership and um, geography, geography, value to the league, yeah, and value to the league, and you know, if they're in close proximity with other teams. So who knows? Like, to be fair, it's it's like the biggest mud fight in in the state league. Just it's not even just to get promoted, just to basically stay as a team above an association level. Because you got teams here like Balmain Tigers, last place, nine points, tied with the University. Maybe some of these teams should be association teams. Like for, sh- for sure, and it's funny because one that we've been going on about um, is Gazi. They're actually up in fifth at the moment. So which... they're actually occupying a final spot. Yeah, yeah, as as much crap as we sort of put on them, we we, we love them. You know, it's a real love hate relationship with them. Four wins and four draws this season, sixteen points. You know, they're they're doing quite well, and they're really showing us that they can, I guess, mix it with the rest. Yeah, look, um, unfortunately, I think even though as good as they're going, I can't see them surviving um, the revamp process. But Gazi Gazi will always will always have a soft spot for you. <laughs> They'll continue to live on in our hearts. Exactly. The hearts and minds of the people. Remember, if we think about them, they'll never die. <laughs> I think uh, before we move on to the championship, I think it's going to be crucial that we talk about the FFA Cup, the round seven matches. Yes. Uh, so have you got a run of results for us? Yes. Marconi Stallions defeating Sydney Olympic 3-1 at Belmore Sports Ground. Manly United defeating Rockdale City Suns. After extra time at Cranmer Park, 1-0. Wollongong Wolves went down to Mount Truitt Town Rangers down in the gong at McLennan Park. That was courtesy of a three-minute own goal. Got credited to Pavlovich. Uh, Sydney, Sydney United, 3-2 against Northern Tigers after extra time. Very interesting result there. Worthy of discussion. And, of course, Dalwood Hill going down 4-0 to St. George FC. Now... I just want to say this before we uh, discuss the results. Okay, so we understand that uh, I hate bringing in other sports into this. Um, State of Origin was on on the night. Surely there is a bit of forward planning, forward thinking that, you know, yes, we have to stand alone as a comp- competing code, but New South Wales, sorry, the State of Origin is possibly one of the biggest sporting events in the st- in this country or maybe on the east coast yep. or new south yep. wales victoria however you want to describe it surely some of these games could be played on tuesday some of these games could be played on thursday because the lack of fans there because you got your casuals casual fans who may or may not head down but if they're faced between the choice of you know staying at home you know with family friends watching this game or going to a cold park you know on a wednesday night with you know, let's face it, 50, 60 other people. If you're just a casual fan, where are you going to go? So maybe in hindsight, next year, there could be some better planning. Yeah, they've definitely got to move away again. They did last year, and it worked out really well. I remember being down at Tarawana versus Sokoa, and that was absolutely pumping down there at Macedonia Park. Um, a pretty solid crowd, probably around 200 or so. Uh and I just want to say this. I know you know you're saying about talking about other codes and standing up on our own feet, but would the AFL play games on Origin Night? No, no, like no, they, they, they 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 know they know it's suicide because I can guarantee you there's a like diehard AFL fans that would watch Origin just because it's Origin. Exactly, um, it's a Australia love Australian sporting mentality loves the spectacle. 
And yeah. Origin is one of the biggest spectacles you can have in Australian sport. Exactly right. And even the AFL Grand Finals not even played on the same day as the NRL Grand Final. And for good reason, because they know that they risk um, sort of cannibalizing their own market. Exactly. And this effectively, round seven is effectively our round of 64 that other countries would have. And these are the teams that make it into the, you know, the national stage. So you want to go out and you want to support your teams. You want to support, you know, your St. George against your Dulwich Hill. Like I, I went to a couple of earlier round games. Um, I went to see Hills and Putney Rangers. It was a good, even though a Putney were an association side, it was a good, healthy crowd there. You know, you want to, you want to barrack, you want to make sure this, this competition thrives. You know, we see in Victoria, in Queensland, um, healthy crowds in the early stages of the, of the cup. So surely, you know, something's got to be done. 100%. So hopefully next year, football in New South Wales, please hear our pleas, either move the round back a week or look at Tuesday and Thursday night games. We we can't afford to keep, you know, kicking own goals for ourselves. And that's uh, very well said, Will. Now, there's one match I do want to dis- – actually, two matches I want to discuss. Sydney United and Northern Tigers, 3-2. Yeah, full time two all Sydney United winning the game in extra time in the ninety third minute with thanks to a penalty, uh, to a Patrick Antony penalty. Now Northern Tigers are a MPL two team, not not doing the best, but holding their own. That would have been probably the biggest cup set of the entire seven rounds if Northern Tigers defeated Sydney United. One hundred percent, without a shadow of a doubt. You got Sydney United, former NSL powerhouse. Um, powerhouse in the NPL as well, and the Nor- Northern Tigers who play at, uh, at NTRA and don't have benches. Like, There's nowhere it would, for fans it would have been crazy. To, fans to really go stand. Exactly right. So when you contrast, you know, a twelve thousand seat stadium to nothing, um, man, if Northern Tigers had made it through, that would have been the biggest scenes in the country that night, apart from state of origin. Exactly, um, but it's actually good that City United qualified through as you said former nsl powerhouse um it's good to see these clubs back on the national stage because they can actually really hold their own against a-league clubs and it's good to see that um there's there is that bridge being developed between themselves and the a-league but i think a lot more needs to be done um but as you said twelve thousand seat stadium looking if they get a home game see it filled up with sydney united fans you know hopefully they draw an a-league side because Last time they played Sydney FC a couple of years ago, sold out stadium <laughs> and the place was pumping. Didn't watch it, didn't go to it, but yeah. sorry, watched it on TV, didn't go to it, but absolute scenes pumping. And that's yeah. what we need to see. Could you imagine Sydney, Sydney United versus Western Sydney Wanderers? <laughs> Man, look, I was there when Sydney, when Sydney United hosted Wanderers in a trial game uh, before Wanderers even kicked off. It yep. was the Wanderers' first loss ever, compared like uh, loss two one, and that place was absolutely full. You had Western Sydney Wanderers fans, you had uh, Sydney United fans, absolutely everywhere. It was great scenes to see, you know. And as they sure. say, you know, you never, you always remember your first loss. And whenever everyone says, "Do you remember when Western Sydney lost first? Yeah, it was Sydney against Sydney United. Yeah. And the the only the only question I have is, who are the Croatians actually going to support? <laughs> If wow. that happens, wow, that's uh, we'll leave that up to the fans for that one. Um, we'll move on. Another game I want to talk about is Mount, possibly the biggest uh, upset of the round. Mount Druitt defeating Wollongong Wolves one 0 
Yes, I was there for for the second half and some of the first half as well. Uh, so unfortunately, I missed seeing the goal live. I did catch on the stream. Um, but man, Wolves had so many chances and Rangers just really parked the bus for at least the entire second half. Um, you know, they had sort of at least nine men behind the ball almost every single minute. Uh, look, and there's a few chances there for Rangers to put a second one in when Wolves got a little bit lax in defense. But, you know, for, for all the shots the Wolves had, they just could not get one into the back of the net. Now, you, you were saying imagine uh, Western, uh, Western Sydney against Sydney United. Now, can you imagine a Papandenta Park hosting Western Sydney Wanderers in a competitive game in that a round of go, 32? That would be crazy. That would be a, sort of, it'd be a dream match for both clubs, I'd imagine. Um, obviously, you know, Mount Druid would want to get another MPL opponent to possibly move through. But to draw an A-League club at your home ground, th- there's definitely something special about that. Win or lose. No, it's actually it's a it's a it's a cute little stadium. You know, it's a couple of got got a couple of benches around. Really, like how do I say it? it's like a community based stadium. It's actually really good. Now I can just imagine six, seven, eight thousand people in that in that place pumping, screaming. You know, basically begging for blood in that game. It'd be just a little. It'd be fantastic, and if that would be one game that I hope if it. You know, this is my dream line, dream matchup. That if Fox Sports could cover it, you know that oh, that's a game that you want to see. That's a game that you want televised, for sure. And I guess there's a little bit of uh, familiarity there for Wanderers as well because their youth used to play out of Pop and Dota as well. Exactly. Um, and so a, a lot little of, bit of history there. Exactly. And one of the new signings for uh, Mountain Drew at Roberts, it was actually a Western Sydney Wanderers uh, product. They actually got released and now re-signed back to. Uh, Mount Druid. So, you know, it would be good, but, you know, it's all good for the clubs who qualified. And just a big shout out to St. George Saints, the only MPL2 club from New South Wales that qualified, uh, beating Dulwich Hill 4-0 at Valentine Sports Park. So it's good to see a bit of the, uh, not just the MPL1 clubs qualified, you know, we have the lower leagues uh, going through. Yeah, and especially St. George, you know, such such a rich history of a club. Shame they can't use this their uh, their actual stadium, but who knows? Maybe in a couple of years, they get some government money and they can really do it up. Yeah, a lot of history in that club. So hopefully, who knows? Maybe they can qualify and progress through. Now, anything else you want to say on the cups, Will? Uh, I think we're pretty good for the cup. Um, just yeah, obviously, hopefully, all the teams represent well and we can get. Uh, one, two, or at least a couple of sides through to the round of 16. Historically, New South Wales sides seem to be drawn against each other. Um, maybe throw up a bit of a conspiracy there, but hopefully this year it's a bit different. Yeah, all good. Well, hopefully, as you said, let's uh, barrack all the New South Wales sides, whether you follow them or not. Guys, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, let us know if you like this new format instead of the having the news up front and then just straight into the club championship discussions tell us if you like this format what you love what you hate about it if you've got any news rumors gossip hit us up on our facebook facebook page the clean sheet on facebook um yeah that's pretty much it just want to say thank you guys for all the support and we'll catch you around next time definitely thank you very much guys it's been great to actually have a discussion episode sorry it's been a little bit longer but we know that you guys have been asking for that as marcel said make sure you hit us up on facebook uh twitter YouTube if we ever post another video there I'm sure we will um, and also yeah, big shout sure out <laughs> big shout out to new entertainment order as well 
who are our partners, make sure you go check out what they're doing, hoping to change the, uh, I, I, I guess the the landscape in, certain, in terms of sports podcasting and uh, yeah. and online shows. So make sure you go hit up them. Links will be in this in the description. Follow us on your favorite podcasting app, and make sure you rate us five stars on iTunes whilst that is still around. Awesome. And with that, we're off. We'll see you later, guys. See you next week. See ya.